Hello again. This is another episode of Digging for Something. And as usual, I am your host, JJ. Well, to start off, uh, normally I use this time as either a venting session or um, something that happened to me that annoyed me, something of that nature. And I think the one time I was saying something good, (laughs) it really was a venting session. But this time around, I think I'm really going to give an experience that I had that was very good. So uh, my son, who's young, um, there was an old old iPad that uh, belonged to his mother that hasn't that has not been used in years. Um, since he's young, obviously don't want to buy him one. For a simple fact, he's a, a young boy. He'll break it. He's still in single digits. He's still single digits. So um, not going to waste money. I have bought him a tablet, uh, one of those Amazon kid tablets. It was like 80 bucks. Had a nice little case. That was good enough for him. But with that, you're kind of limited to like Skype and things like that. So it's it would be good if you had an Apple product, since that's pretty much everything I use, uh, and um, be able to FaceTime him when when he's not with me. Or he can FaceTime his friends, his, his cousins, and things like that. So uh, he, he brought me the old iPad to see if I can get it working, because the FaceTime wasn't working, and it had an old account. Now, the old account, because obviously a lot has happened since that was changed, I, I don't use that account anymore. Nobody used that account anymore. And I remembered the password, but for some reason, I just couldn't unlock it. I, I was able to unlock it, but was not able to um, use many of the apps um, because they required a password, which for some reason it wasn't accepting. So what I did was... I created a separate account, an Apple account for him, and uh, put it in for FaceTime and text just to be able to use those functions. And it worked great. And, um, he was using it. And then before time for bed, he said that the iPad's not working. I'm like, what do you mean it's not working? It was working. What did you do? Did you restart it? He was like, no, it just it just stopped working and went to the screen. So it was, it was basically looking to activate itself again, which required the password. And since I didn't have the password, I was not able to sign out or anything like that. And it took me, I was working on it for hours and could not figure it out. Um, tried different things, uh, downloaded an app and one of my other um, um, devices and tried to use that. That was recommended, but the user, the account that was connected with that iPad, it it was like it didn't exist, even though it was I mean, right there. It showed it. So uh, I went to Apple support and um, on the website and see if I can figure it out and find some information. Really, it had a lot of things um, in reference to uh, account ID, but not specifically my issue. 
and I tried to chat. And when I, I gave what my uh, issue was, it was something that could not be uh, resolved via chat and had to do a phone call, which was, um, it was closed at the time because it was really late at night. It was actually early, early morning. So I filled out something just to create a create case. And then I called in the morning. Now, I kind of hesitated to call for the simple fact that I have a lot of experience calling uh, different uh, support call centers. Um, I don't want to name different companies. Uh, I don't want to call them out, but I'm sure many people have had experiences. Um, I've had experiences with one cell phone provider where the call center is outsourced, which is not a problem, but anything you do, it's, it's the people, when, when these call centers are outsourced. Uh, the people who work at that call center tend to be the most polite people you can ever deal with. Almost too much though. Like, I don't want to be, I'm, I'm tired of being called sir. It, you know, once call me by my name, don't, don't, don't thank me because I'm, I'm saying you can put me on hold and, uh, oh, so sometimes it just takes so long just because of pleasantries and uh, they, they don't have the authority to do basically anything that's over $5 in value. Um, so it's call, they have to call another department and this and that and oh. So obviously uh, with my experience and, and not only that sub provider, other, other uh, companies as well. Uh, I was, I didn't rush to call them in the morning just because I know how it is. Um, it's really a great experience. So when I called and, um, and basically started the automated part, which can be very frustrating at times, uh, because in some instances you have, you, it's like you have to do, spend 10 minutes just to get to a person. When you know you need to speak to a person to resolve your issue, and it just it, it gets it's so frustrating. So when you finally speak to a person, you're just so annoyed and frustrated that anything they do, even when they're trying to help you, just it just puts you in a in a worse place. Um, so went through the automation, and and when I uh, stated what my issue was, basically that was it. I didn't have to go through twenty different automated uh, responses. There were like we'll connect you to a support representative and said there's a long wait. What I found interesting was I had four options while I waited. Three different types of music and no music. I was like, really? I was like, that was like pretty cool. Um I didn't really uh expect that. So that kinda gave me a little chuckle and um uh, I don't know if it's that helpful but if it um, if it's made to kind of deflect, but it's definitely something good to kind of change your mood a little bit. Um, and uh, so I thought that was a good little touch they had. And uh, when I was connected with somebody, um, which really wasn't that long, maybe I waited 10 minutes at, at, at most. Uh, the person was definitely from uh, uh, the U.S. and the name they gave and uh, just the, the way she spoke uh it was uh it was definitely clear and uh not not that the outsourced people 
representatives aren't good, but it, it seems when it's homegrown, there's a better understanding, maybe because they, they actually have the same issues and uh, kind of know our own culture and things like that. So it, it, it makes it a little easier to relate. And it's, it's not as formal and you can, it, it can be a little more informal, uh, which I prefer because I don't like the stuffy. So uh, as she's helping me through the problem and, uh, and uses, <laughs> did something that I did not expect. She, she connected to one of my devices. So I, to look, use the camera to, to, uh, to, or actually to use that, connected my device, adding arrows to, uh, where to click for different things. And, uh, I was like, well, you love using this arrow. You're very demanding. Cause I see it pointing and it's like shaking, like here, 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 here. So I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. And then using the camera to look at the screen on the iPad, I'm trying to correct. And, uh, it was just like, it was I don't want to say pleasant, but it was much, much better than I anticipated. And uh, the problem was not resolved in a minute, but um, through the whole process, it was no point of frustration at all. And being able to actually use the camera to see what I'm seeing instead of reading, okay, did this and did this and said this. Um, you know, at first I was like, oh, I'm lying on my bed and I'm like, uh, I'm in my pajamas. I'm like, my, I'm like worried. Okay, make sure I keep the camera and my foot is in the picture. <laughs> so I had to try to uh, move it out of the way, kind of look, so it didn't look so, uh, I guess, homey. I guess, um, but it. Uh, she was able to basically sign me out, even though that that account still on on uh, Apple side, the account was non-existent. And it, it made no sense. And with that, I was worried I was going to take it in so they can kind of wipe it out. But no, um, after we went through some uh, scenarios, uh, she was able to kind of sign it out and uh, was able to log in with the one I created. And it was perfect. It was working. You know, it's not, that's not the most advanced iPad. It's an iPad mini, but it, it serves the exact purpose I want it to. So. Um, rarely do I get off a call with a customer service rep or a support rep and I'm smiling. <laughs> it's usually, even when things get done, it's almost like a deep breath and just want to plop and you're exhausted from the call. This time it was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like smiling. Okay. What are we doing next? <laughs> so, uh, that was a good experience I had with Apple. I don't know if I was lucky or, uh, I just had bad experiences with other companies, but Tell you what, um, if I have to call their support center, uh, center again, it's, I, I won't be dreading it, that's for sure. Um, so where do we start with this podcast? Uh, probably a couple things I'll discuss today. And this is something that I've talked about um, a few times. And it's... It's... it's it's taking a lot of attention as far as the uh, BLM movement. And that is what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Now, 
let me preface this by saying I've been to Portland. I I very much like that city. I love that city. It was a uh, it was a great experience I had there. Uh, what was funny is uh, when I made a trip to the Pacific Northwest, um, Portland was kind of kind of a throw-in just because it was close by, uh, close to Seattle actually. Um, so like okay, might as well give it a shot. Uh, visit another state. Um, and what wound up happening was that was of the four cities I visited, that was actually my favorite one. Uh, and it was by far, by far, just the the city, the vibe, the, the atmosphere, um, maybe the no sales tax had a little, uh, something to do with it, but, <laughs> um, so, you know, if the price is $20, you go to the register. You know, if you only have a $20 bill, that's fine because that's all you need. <laughs> it, was, it was that easy. I don't know if it's still like that, but I'm, um, obviously looking at things over the years, it's probably a, a more progressive city. Um, though it's not something that I felt while I was there. It was, uh, uh, it, it seemed like a, it was one of those places where it's like, oh, I, I can see myself living here. Um, but what I see now, it's, it's just not the same city at all. It's, uh, whatever, however it started, whether with the, the BLM movement and, um, the, the thing about the city of Portland, uh, e- even though blacks are a minority in this country, they're a ultra minority in Portland. Um, I believe it's only 6% of the population. Uh, which is obviously a very small percentage. And uh, as far as places I've visited, um, that definitely is is um, on the lower end. Um, but it is a city that seems to have put itself in the forefront of uh, of this issue. We're, and we, I've, I've discussed about. Um, the federal agents that have taken part in, in trying to immobilize uh, the protests and move people back and, and protect the city and right or wrong. Um, but I think it's just come to a point where it's not really about Black Lives Matter anymore. I don't, I really don't understand it now. It's, um, It's probably had the 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 most crime associated with it, and, and when I say crime, I'm not talking about you know violent crime. I'm just saying crime, uh, whether it be um, trespassing, uh, vandalism, uh, theft, looting. Um, and there's been a lot of assault on on um, on law enforcement, and the common thing you really see are the biggest culprits are young whites and most of what you see are whites, whether it's the moms forming the line or the ones who are in all this gear, uh, the loudest ones um, are, are, are young white men. Um, I, I've seen more comments and reactions and, and just clips um, that that uh, um, from I guess the 
black people there that are more like not condoning, like not really with what's going on. And there's a huge clash, I think, between the organizers of the, of the BLM movement and the ones who are actually on the street. Uh, it, um, it almost seems that it's, it's not, it's being, the BLM movement is being used as an excuse for anarchists to take over. Um, breaking into the police union building, setting fire, fires inside the building, that has nothing to do with the movement because you don't do, you know, violence with violence. Not that Bernie is violence, but throwing rocks and things like that. You're, you're, you're complaining about violence, but then it's, it's using violence as a mean, uh, crime as a means. And it's, it's completely distracting from, from the movement completely and it, it everything you see it um it, it it's going against peaceful protest it's it's trying to gain control of an unruly anarchy or anarchist crowd and it's and it's probably not everything that's been shown and there's a lot the problem is there are peaceful protests that are taking place, but they're being they're being overshadowed by the extremists that are using this moment to either wreak havoc just because they enjoy it or because they are basically want no government. Everybody live on their own. No government intervention, no nothing. Um, complete liberation. And many things you see, it just shows that. There was um, there was a trash can fire and this woman who's, sell, who's holding a Black Lives Matter sign has a fire extinguisher and trying to extinguish that fire. But of course, the one of the one of the white men in their full getup with the helmet and the mask and and the um, the uh, not armor, but you know, almost like like a dirt bike vest, you know, with the hard shell, you know, blocking her from extinguishing the fire. Now, what is that fire doing? Nothing. It's all it's doing is is overshadowing and getting on top of the news to see. Uh, and it's not helping with any movement. So all this lady wants to do is extinguish it because it's not benefiting and joining a peaceful protest. But it, it she's being blocked. So what's going on is is not helping at all. And I think what's really making it worse is because of the the size the just the the sheer extreme I guess uh, not just things just actions that are being done and it, whether it's 
it's for serving the actual purpose or just, you know, using it as an excuse. It's, it's still, it's also overshadowing a lot of what's going on in other cities in the country, which are not, um, which are not using the same tactics. Um, and it's, it's taking the focus away from those peaceful protests, those um, articulate people who are speaking and trying to, to increase the words that matter because of what's going on in Portland. And it's just the, the people there are just taking amongst themselves to, to be you know, judge, jury, executioner to what they believe. It's just, um, it just, it, it, it kind of, this, it's like the same, they'll, they, the same criticism they have for our current president, which he's a dictator and things like that. It's no different than what they're doing. Because they are are taking their position as this is how it should be. This is what we want. The hell with everybody else. So even though um, their ideals may be different, their methods are the same. Um, Just like, and um, there was some lady who was seen with a swastika or a picture of a swastika or something. I don't know how far in the past it was. Somebody took it amongst herself to spray paint on her house. Nazi, a Nazi lives here. Now, whether that's true or not, you know, vandalizing somebody's home is not the way to go. If you want to call somebody out, if you want to open a dialogue is one thing, but spray paint, it's, it's no different than vandalizing a Baptist church in the South uh, where the entire congregation is black with the N-word and all that. Now, even though one person, one person who did it thinks they're, they're trying to call out for a greater good, it's still vandalizing. It's still, it's, the message is different, but the thinking is the same. You can't say it's okay to do this, but it's not okay to do that. It's not. The two wrongs don't make a right. And what do you see? A bunch of white faces. It's And she comes out and tries to defend herself and saying people are allowed to change. And Whether she's a Nazi, whether she's not. And if she is, she lives in this country, it's her right. Uh, people, you know, it. We have freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Like I say, we you know, we don't have freedom from, of repercussion from it, but the repercussion should not be something illegal uh, just because she might be the most racist person there is. But doesn't mean somebody has to has a right to go there and assault just because they're racist. No, because then you're you're giving credence to somebody else who who wants to assault a black teen uh, because they are racist. You can't do that. Not in this country. People are, we all are able to live our lives the way we want if we're not doing anything illegal. With this person, whether she's a Nazi or not, whether she's changed or not, spray paint in the house, that's that's vandalism. Um, And then of course they make this big spectacle about it with all the people there. So once again, 
what does that one person have to do with the movement? No, it's the spectacle of it. That's that's what is is ruining it. And I, I understand, I completely understand uh, the criticisms that were made with uh, federal agents uh, coming in and, you know, almost look like a uh, kidnapping uh, that took place in movies, you know, just these unmarked cars come out, a bunch of guys come, uh, uh, um, jump out, grab somebody and throw them in the car. You know, it, it looks like a movie. Um, and yeah, I understand the criticism of it. But at the same time, the local government allowed this current um, state or this current uh, phase that they're in to happen. The local government who, once again, they're progressive, which is fine, but you still need law and order. There's still laws. And that's what we need to realize. And it, it's, it's the same thing. Um, why is the United States the have more cases than anywhere else? Because we're too free. Because as a society, we believe in our freedoms. And the problem is too many people believe in the freedoms when it suits them and don't give others the right to the same freedom. But everybody believes the free of choice, freedom of expression. We don't, if we don't agree with the government, we're not going to do what the government says. You know, you go to China, you know, that's a communist or North Korea or some of these countries where it's like, if the government tells you, don't come out of your house, people listen. Even in Europe that are the westernized, um, you know, um, capitalistic market governments, economic governance, the citizens of those countries have more respect for, still have more respect for the government and will listen. Here, we have too much freedom and people take advantage of it. Um, and that's what, that's definitely what happened in Portland. The local governments allowed occupations to take place. And they've allowed the, the people who have the right to do protests and things like that to get out of hand affecting those others who, you know, it's affecting their livelihood and things like that. So if if the local government would have nipped it in the bud earlier, and I'm not saying they should have uh, cut down protests. No, no. The protests, I, I completely understand and I, I, I believe there needs to be, there needs to be the awareness. But to allow it to evolve into anarchy no you know if you, you if you can't do it locally somebody else is going to a big boy is going to come in and take care of it and with with the fed the feds getting out it hasn't gotten any better it's um it's as bad as it always was um and those and uh, many of them are are defund or abolish the police uh, but the problem is, you do that, this is what happens. Anarchy happens. You need law and order. I mean, if people have no fear of punishment or of arrest, you know, if 
if somebody feels okay, I can spray paint whatever I want because I'm not going to get arrested. They're going to do it. it. This is just a microcosm of what could happen if you completely abolish the police. Now, I don't think any anybody with a little bit of intellect and common sense believes abolishment of police is the right tactic. Defunding police is not the right tactic. Um, it's, it is a surface response to an issue that has been festering for decades. And it, I, I understand in certain situations, yeah, is, is another way better to handle. I mean, you got you got to understand the police have a lot of responsibilities. They are not perfect in everything, and and I've I've had interactions with police, and I'm not saying it was all perfect. And there were sometimes I felt like I was um, I was kind of you know. I don't want to say picked on or profiled or something like that, but where there was some kind of suspicion. And this was way, way many years ago. So, yeah. I And I, I wasn't treated with complete respect and things like that. Um, but for the most part, you know, I've seen, I've seen police officers handle things that most people on the street will not handle. And, um, you know, if somebody, if you go to an area with a bunch of tough guys or, um, I mean, I'm not gonna say gang members, but where if people kind of hurl insults at them, get in their face, spit at them, you think they're gonna, I'm not gonna do anything because I don't wanna, I don't wanna get in trouble, no. They're going to act probably worse than what police have been seen doing. And I'm not going to say now. And once again, I'm not saying a lot of things that have taken place are right. But um, to completely wash all the good and take maybe five, not even five percent of uh, of arrests that have ended or stops or things like that. Less than that, where it can be called into question. To turn around and use those examples as let's wipe everything out. It's like it's like saying, um, you know, this uh, this basketball player or this team, they uh, they didn't win every game. You know, they only won seventy percent of their games. That is a great season, but they lost thirty percent of their games get rid of them. And obviously it's apples to oranges, but what I'm saying is that it's not perfect. It's when they're not perfect, they're under a microscope, uh, fair or not. Um, it's, it's also, it's also the, the career they chose. So they got to take the good with the bad, but the funding abolishing is not going to work. If you want to allocate resources for other things, yeah, you should. Um, maybe take some things off the plate of police officers that can be done safely 
by another group do that. But at the end of the day, you still need you still need those police. <laughs> do you like it or not? They need them in Portland. That's for sure. Because the residents, the business owners who are affected by this, they want somebody to come in. Um, I, I even, when there was a threat of uh, federal agents in Chicago, there were some residents who kind of said, we don't need it, uh, but you know what? We're, uh, things are so bad here. Maybe we do need this. We do need some cleaning up. So a lot of people who have even been impacted negatively by police officers understand uh, things can get bad in a hurry and we need our law enforcement to take care of problems that people cannot take care of themselves. And when we allow, when we allow anarchy, anarchy is what, what happens. So uh, that is my take about Portland. Um, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time I talk about it because they're going to be in the news for a long time until they get, until they get their act together over there and continue to protest. That's fine. Um, I have no problem with that, but let's clean it up. And all those who are just using it as an excuse to, um, you know, get their enjoyment or their, their extreme beliefs out, you know, get with the rest of the country. Uh, we're not always going to get what we want, and but hopefully we get <laughs> what we need. Um, and from that, I'm going to go to a completely, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking a huge left turn. So the Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion video, WAP, um, debuted. And first thing I have to say is, wow, the video, the lyrics, and I, I grew up with Two Life Crew. I grew up with uh, a, a lot of racy lyrics, and uh, this is uh, this is this is what I grew up with. Um, and it, it's it's kind of odd, um, but it's it's kind of different when you see it uh, or hear it. Uh, you know. 25 years, 30 years after you really were into that kind of music. But uh, I was like, wow, that is uh, very interesting lyrics, um, very interesting video. And uh, it, look, I'm, I'm a heterosexual male, so the video itself, very provocative, very seductive, very suggestive. Uh, I'm good with watching it, not going to lie. Uh, Cardi B, um, the plastic surgeon, your makeup artists, uh, yeah, they're doing a good job on you. The tattoo, I can't get with that tattoo. That tattoo does not look good. It is, ugh, it is, it's it's very uh, distracting. Um, I'm not I'm not against tattoos, uh, but that one it just doesn't fit. But the the video itself, it's it's definitely racy. Um, and uh, I'm sure there are many people out there who will be like, it's disgusting, it's, it's obscene, it's this and that. But at the end of the day, it's music, music is art. Um, you know, 
not not everything's going to be row, row, row your boat. It's uh, the music. It's it's music. Now it's not for all ears, and um, you know it's definitely not something I want my kids listening to or, or watching. But uh, you know the song itself is actually a pretty good song. Uh, and what's funny is the you have to you really have to listen to the explicit version. The clean, I don't know if it's a radio version. I have not heard it on the radio. It just, it's definitely not the same at all. And uh, it's, uh, the explicit version is, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, um, you know, it's, even though it's, some can say, oh, it's demeaning to women. uh, But really, it's two women and they're owning it. they're, they're, they're not letting others objectify them. They're putting themselves in the situation, and they want they want their music. That it's, it's on their terms, and if that's what they want to do, it's not objectifying women. It's empowering women, whether you agree with it or not. It's really it's empowering them to do the the music they want to do, and it, um, yeah, is it too much? For most people, probably yes. Um, what's what's funny is, and, and you've seen it, um, many of those who who sit there and have all these values and um, morality and all that—they're the first ones you find in a strip club. Um, it's it's kind of like you know, morals for TV, morals for others, and uh, be who you are. And don't try to fake it to show other people. It's kind of like a lot of people who go to church go to church so other people see them go to church, not because they want to go. Um, just do you, do you. Uh, it's definitely a, <laughs> it's definitely a video. Um, yeah, I watched it a couple times. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's entertaining to watch. So. Um, Anybody who enjoys it, go ahead and enjoy it. It's uh, it's definitely entertaining, and the uh, music itself, it's it's entertaining as well. Um, but one part of it that is probably stirring up the most controversy has nothing to do with them. It has to do with a cameo appearance in there by none other than Kylie Jenner. Um, even though she's associated with the Kardashians, she's not a Kardashian. Uh, but that's that's beside the point. And she had a very small cameo, just walking and um, and a, a very revealing outfit, um, supposed to be the sexy walk. And honestly, it's her part. It's eh. it, it looks like she was trying too hard, but you know. That's just my own opinion. Um, it definitely wasn't necessary. She doesn't add anything. Uh, and to be completely honest, I am, I I think I understand why she was added. Even though she adds nothing to the video itself, she has however million, probably hundreds of millions of followers. And just like Travis Scott um, rode the wave of her followers, listen, Cardi B... She might not be the most articulate person, but she's no dummy. And uh, adding Kylie Jenner 
to your video exposes your video, your music, all that to all our followers because let's be honest, a lot of our followers are sheep and and they will follow everything she does and um, that's why Travis Scott who his album when uh, when they were together when it came out it was okay I mean it wasn't the worst thing I ever heard but it wasn't even close to being the best thing I ever heard but it goes to number one why because of her it's not because of him he wrote those coattails and it got him a, a number one album so Cardi B knows hey we put her in there all those followers <laughs> You know how many hits we're going to get? So I I, under, I completely understand adding her. Um, the problem is, and I haven't been very flattering to them. Um, I I think most of what they do, they, they add nothing to society. Um, but yet they're put on this pedestal like they're these mega celebrities but they've accomplished nothing and i know people argue about different things but no they haven't done anything they haven't accomplished anything they they're they're a brand that's what they are and they're they're smart to capitalize it but all they are is a brand and one day the brand's going to be over so um you know putting her on the video all it's going to do is going to it's going to attract so much more attention which it has and there's been a lot of people who, they, there's a lot of critics of Kylie Jenner. And I'm not going to pound on her. Um, and, and give my personal opinions. But, you know, there's a lot of people who, who are done with the Kardashians. I mean, they, they have been overexposed to being overexposed to be overexposed. Like, yeah. Yes, I understand. Like I said, I'm a heterosexual male. Um, yeah, I understand looking at women and 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 revealing and sexy clothing. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. But is that all you got? Um, and it's just an overexposure. And it's even her cameo in, in the video is kind of with with that brand that they have, and um, it's a very limited brand. Um, so for that, it's just, I think to this point, it's just a overexposure on them. And it's like, oh, why, why does she have to be added to the video? She's not needed. So, I mean, there's petitions to have it, have her edited out and all that. And, um, you know, at this point, even though this, and I have, I have given my opinions about them and all that. I, I kind of feel bad for her because um, she's still a young woman um who's grown up in the public eye and hasn't really created a a brand or um a identity outside of that um i don't want to talk about the branding of a makeup line it's she has been in this in this kind of this roller coaster ride and she's very young and she has definitely definitely won the lottery with it um but it also must be tough for a young woman who's had to 
endure a, a and even though I have my, I, I don't believe in cyberbullying, and um, it, it must be tough out there to know that a lot of people don't believe in you or, or think you're a fraud or this or yes you had worked. I mean, the um, the the lack of truth in how she has changed her body and. It kind of goes to, and a, a lot of I I do blame the mother, Chris Jenner. I really do, um, because at a young age she has put her daughter in position where she felt needing to completely change who she she doesn't she even look like the same person she was uh, growing up, and the mother who's the manager at some point she has to be a mother and protect. Um, and I think everything she does is, is as the momager and, and okay, what can we do with the brand? What we can do with the brand? You know, sometimes it's better to scale back than keep going, but it's just like, okay, that's, what can we put you in? What? Okay. It's, 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 it's been five days since you posted a bikini pic. Let's do it again. Um, you know, it's the same person who who took the adult video Kim made and turned it into what it is. Instead of protecting, it's capitalizing. And at some point, I think I think you have to be a mother and protect your children. You know, at some point, when all the glitz is gone, when the the billionaire status has proved to be a load of crap. Um, it's just like child stars. It's no different than any child star. Uh, how many, how many child stars have, once they shed the child star label, their life goes spiraling out of control. Now, I, 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 I am not hoping for this, but you know, at some point when all the critics and all this, and imagine you're a 20 young, 20 something year old girl, woman. And you're thinking, oh, I'm doing this video and I'm doing this sexy walk. And and to hear people, it, it's tough. It must be tough. And you, you, because of the way they're, they molded their life, she's not shielded from it. So you got to deal with all that negativity. And um, now maybe she's stronger than others, but. At some point, it's it must be a must be a grind, uh, and who knows? Ten years from now, you know, what what has all this branding and what's it going to do to her? And once again, I protect. A parent's job is to protect, and I, as I've said this many times, you see all the people who have gotten involved with that family. <laughs> it it doesn't end well. It does not end well at all. Although uh, Kanye West uh, may have a shot at getting some presidential votes, uh, <laughs> um, he it, it definitely it turns. I don't know what it is. It turns people turns their lives upside down. So um, at some point, you can't live off reality TV branding um, forever, and uh, hopefully they're able to to create a foundation that can take them through their adulthood, middle age, 
um, you know, successfully and healthy. And a lot of this stuff won't bring him down. But, you know, I think I think with this video, people said enough is enough. You know, why is she? And it's almost like she's high. Some people think she's hijacking the uh, the actual video and the song itself. Now it's become about her. Um, but that's that's how it is. That's what's going on. And who knows? We'll see. We'll see how the petition goes. If if it winds up working and they cut her out, or maybe they have an edited version uh, for for those who don't want to see her. Because <laughs> I have a couple different versions out there. Because once again, uh, she adds nothing, nothing to the video. All she does is walk. She doesn't even dance. Um, she's not even with somebody. She's not even with uh, Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion. So uh, if they if they cut it right out, it's not going to make any shred of difference to the song or the video. Um, it, some people just feel like they won if it happened. But it is what it is. And... That's how we will end this episode. Um, if you have any comments or topics you'd like me to discuss, once again, I say this at the end of every episode. Uh, please feel free to send me an email to digginforsomething at aol.com and to number four, diggingforsomething at aol.com. And I thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. As always, I am JJ. And I will see ya when I see ya.